Hey, how's it going? I'm Billy. And I'm Jen. And this is Coffee Talk with Billy and Jen. And uh, thank you for tuning in to this podcast. And this is where we kind of talk and drink coffee, drink which we are currently drinking coffee right now. Cheers, Cheers. babe. Uh, um, if I can get to you fast enough. Oh, I'm drinking Dunkin' Donuts coffee this morning. And well, my favorite, if they care, is the Blonde Roast from Starbucks. I love it. And they make the new blonde Americanos, not just the roast. Those are decent, but they don't hold a candlestick to Dunkin' Donuts. Mm. I don't know what that phrase means, but I've heard it said before. They don't hold a candlestick to Dunkin' Donuts. Well, the other favorite of yours is the McDonald's coffee. That's that's terrible. McDonald's coffee. For the record, none of these companies are sponsoring this podcast. We (laughs) would totally be open to that as we're dropping all these names. Uh, McDonald's coffee is good. And here's why it's good. It's cheap. It doesn't cost $17 like Starbucks. And it's mild. Now, is it consistent? No. But if I spent 99 cents on a cup of coffee, and it's no I good. And I guess if you put like 20 creamers and 50 sugars, you've got a great cup of coffee. Well, that's a given no matter what. <laughs> but, um, no, but Dunkin' Donuts is king of coffee. And we could talk about that later, but that is not the topic today, correct? I don't think so. So here's the thing behind these podcasts, if you're just tuning in for the first time. Um, we we want to have honest conversations. So we kind of have a tagline. It's... The whole truth and, and nothing, nothing but, but the truth. truth. Babe, we're supposed to say it together. Oh, I missed my cue. Man, oh. we should have rehearsed that. Should we do it one more time? The, the whole, whole truth, truth and nothing, nothing but, but the, the truth. truth. So help us God. Okay, no, sorry. Are we adding that? No, maybe next time. Um, we purposely have not like rehearsed. Um, Which I get nervous about. Topics. It makes me a little anxious. We ha- I'm not sitting here. I don't have any notes in front of me. We don't have an outline of like, we're going to give you points and knowledge and content and information. Um, we just kind of want to have honest conversations as they unfold, honestly. In we've real been, time, like right now. Yeah. yeah. We've, been, we've been alive. I've been alive for 42 years. You've been alive for 23. Okay. Almost 40. Can you well, believe You look it? like you're 23, girl. I cannot believe Dear I'm almost 40. God, you're fine. It's getting old. Um, okay, you've been almost 40 years. It's going to be a big birthday party. We have three children. Um, they're 19, 17, 14. We've um, kind of worked um, all different types of jobs most of our life. So we, we just kind of want to talk out of our experience, correct? That sounds good. It's- we're not trying to give you a textbook answer that we rehearsed, and now we're going to say with a smile on our face because we're professional. We, we just want to kind of be honest. We've had some incredible years but we have had some really tough years too and so well hold on girl i I didn't know all that i think you know sometimes you can meet someone and oh you like them and you think oh everything's been so perfect for your life huh and you find out as you get to know people no they've actually had some really challenging years like years where your dad died and we dealt with depression even last year for me personally no you're gonna bring that i mean there's been so many uh, tough years um in our marriage but dear lord you are really going in on this like so many tough years i was gonna be like we've had our tough moments but so many tough years but you know sometimes it can be a process i guess it's the whole truth and nothing but the truth so help us it's gonna have to handle it um what what we're maybe getting ahead of ourselves what is our topic for today it's marriage we're talking about marriage. Marriage, we're doing it. Boring. <laughs> oh my. <laughs> hey, after that, are we going to talk about prayer? And... You know what? You're being sarcastic. <laughs> if you, anyone knows okay. Billy, he gets a little sarcastic, but um, it just kind of comes off. We're going to keep it on. I topic. knew we were talking about marriage. They told me that before. There's they, a massive who, crew who here they? that's helping us pull all this together. There's Victoria what 50 Huffman. to 100 people pulling off this podcast. <laughs> they told me right before we turned on the mics, we we're talking about marriage. To me, my jaded self. I'm like, marriage? God, that's so boring. And then are we going to talk about finances? And then are we going to talk about... <laughs> but 
I know well, it's not boring. We can talk about boring. sex, because um, I really like talking about that topic. Well, hello. Well, maybe that'll be for another day, but or another. It, it does make a great marriage. Um, don't get me going. Okay. What marriage isn't boring. Um, for some people it is boring. In fact, hey, here's a here's a random stat. I don't know where the stat came from. And 95% of all statistics are made up on the moment. But this one I actually read uh, a while back. They did an interview with um, Christian men and Christian women. So it happened to be men and women who profess Christianity. And they said, if you could define your, your, your marriage with one word, or you could define like what it would be. And the number one thing was when they defined their marriage, it was boring. Wow. Boring. Which I thought is just, um, man, that's an indictment. I don't think our marriage is boring. I think the topic of marriage can be boring. So what are we going to do today, babe, to make this topic for the next 15 minutes here well, not boring? What are we talking maybe about Maybe we can talk about some of the things that have helped us have a great marriage. And We have a great know, marriage? I, we absolutely do have a great marriage. I and agree. it's because we put some serious work in it. Yeah, but, man, we put some you know, work into it, you know? <laughs> in more ways than one. Okay, but talk about what... What's maybe been what's helped us? What's been some of the things that really we kind of yeah. have found? I know a lot of people would say the bedrock, spiritual connection the and personality. I'm gonna have to go with sex and longevity of sex. Yeah. <laughs> sex is a big part. I'm joking, but I'm not joking because I think sex is a huge part of marriage. It absolutely is, and it's it's crazy. We all want to have sex before we're married, and then when we get married, it tends. The tendency is people don't have enough sex once Boom. they're once they're mind married. blown. You just dropped a truth bomb. Girl. It's a truth. <laughs> we should um, talk about that. Okay. Well, hold on. Okay. So, what are we? What's the question we're asking for our listeners? What what are what are we asking? What's the question? What makes a good marriage? Yeah, and what's helped us have a great marriage? Yeah, because I don't think I can answer what makes a good marriage. I think that's very universal to you, different people. But we could probably talk about honestly. What has made what we would both. So I think that's how do you know you have a good marriage? Well, if you both think it's a great marriage, then you have a good marriage. Who cares what everyone else thinks? But if you think it's a great marriage, I hope our three children look at us and be like, man, I want I want my marriage to look like my my parents marriage. Um, I definitely feel that way, you know, in my life. And my mom and dad weren't perfect in any ways, but I loved their marriage. I love the way my dad loved my mom. So. Um, okay, let's just shoot from the hip here, man. The um, first top the, the first three things that come to mind when you think of our marriage. What's made it great? Um, okay. My first one, I'd be like, we don't take ourselves too seriously. So I think that's huge. Um, you want me to list them right now? I would say we don't take ourselves too seriously. I think sex needs to be in the, in the conversation. And I think communication, a lot of the dudes are like, oh, for real, Billy? Did you just drop the communication? Whoa, you're like a counselor. I get what you're saying. I feel it. But I think talking, like honest, just conversation with the woman you love or the man you love um that's super super important um what else would you add i would say selflessness 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 has made has helped us have a great marriage well i think my answers are better than yours oh that's not selfless was that a good analogy no um not taking ourselves too seriously i think that's good we'll work from those four points um not taking ourselves too seriously i love that you don't take yourself too seriously. I'm going to self-compliment. I love that I don't take myself too seriously. We don't allow our household, our children, to take themselves too seriously. We have family that has lived with us over the years or comes over on a regular basis. We refuse to allow them to be too serious around our kids. Once I had a family member correct one of my children, 
and literally got up in that family member's face like, hey, no way, man. That's just not going to happen. That's for me to do. You can just come and love and be kind and be that person, but you don't get to correct my kids. Um, and for me, it's because I don't want an atmosphere of tiptoeing around totally. don't make a mistake Just don't say something mess. inappropriate we joke a lot we probably joke too much we laugh a lot um i think that's what's made our family honestly you know what i love most about our family is we just laugh we just laugh about nonsense we literally don't we you don't laugh as much because you don't get the humor <laughs> okay i know i'm not it takes a lot to get me going but True, but the, the whole Huffman side is extremely funny. I have to admit, our, you're a Huffman. Our, but I when was you talk about the it. side, our like we're drawing lines, our woman? firstborn is hilarious, and then Caleb is hilarious, and then Serenity. I mean, they just—they're they, all hilarious. They get it. You're funny, but, but funny. You but don't you're know you're saying, funny, but you're you know, funny. not taking yourself too serious is what's helped our marriage. It's it's been kind of just the fun that we've had with each other. Not, it's the backdrop like of our life. marriage. Like, it's like when you get married, you don't have to get old and stuffy and weird and and not enjoy each other and enjoy a good cup of coffee or going on adventure or having more sex. I mean, like, just continue to have fun even after you get married. I think even when it came to intimate things, you know, when we first got married, you set the pace instantly. Like, you weren't going to be nervous or hesitant or hidden or secretive. I'll never forget, and this is probably way too much information, but it's our podcast. We can do whatever we want. I'll never forget our honeymoon Honeymoon night. night. I walk into the bathroom, and she's using the restroom. Well, hey, can I give the a little bit of a context? Don't give them too much. We had just had... You know, honeymoon oh. sex. Okay. okay. So as all okay. the listeners know, if you've had honeymoon sex, everything is out there. And um, okay. I, had, I had to use the bathroom. And so Just I've already had intimacy words. with the man that I'm going to live for the rest of my life with. You had intimacy. Okay. <laughs> I didn't want you. to keep saying We're so sex. politically correct now. I had intimacy. Okay. That's going to go. Like, you had the hashtag intimacy. intimacy. Yeah. And I had to go. I mean, if you're listening, you know what I mean when you have to go. And, and you were putzing somewhere in the room doing something. I don't know. And so I just left the door open. And did my duties. And I remember walking in like, what is happening? And you were like, you were, I, and you, you were, were like, so embarrassed. You turned I was, red. I, I actually got embarrassed for the first you time. You were so embarrassed. And you go, um, I'm sorry. I, I thought we were just going to live open. And I remember thinking like, yeah, I think we are. Like, we're just going to do that. <laughs> if I could take a poll right now of every, every marriage who poops in front of each other okay. or not. <laughs> I'm going to go there, man. You have taken us here. I'll, when we were dating, we were sitting in a restaurant once. Oh, my god! And gosh. this is going to offend you. This and honestly, if it does offend you, I'm kind of glad because you probably need to get less serious in life. We were dating once in a restaurant. And she says, I don't think that, you know, you're, you, you're yourself around you were compl- You always held back. You're like, you, you're holding back. I'm you, like, I'm not. You would hold back a lot. So she grabs was, the check. It would bother me. To pay for the meal, which is, for me, as a man, I'm old school. And I was like, hey, I pay for the meal. Like, I wanted to pay for it. I had taken her on a date. And so for her to pay the bill, to me, was kind of insulting. Not that she couldn't. She's a sugar mama. She, my wife is very successful and has always been able to earn money. And she's so gifted. But I was like, but I took you on a date, so I'm paying for this. And so I'm like, give me the bill. And she refused. And she, she, she lays down a referendum. She goes, the only way I will give you this, let you pay this bill, is if you pass gas in front of me. Did you say pass gas? You said fart, which is so <laughs> inappropriate and very crude. I'm from the South, okay? But I was trying to keep of, it a little clean. kind of go there. And I was like, well, are you kidding me? That is yeah, what you I go. You were too, like, and I, disturbed. You I were questioned like whether I wanted to continue dating you. I'm like, I will not. You're like, nope, then I'm paying. I was like, we're in a public restaurant. <laughs> That is so inappropriate. No, I won't do it. And you're like, fine. But when we leave, promise me that you 
will fart in front of you. You know, this is my theory. And, and you may not agree. What are we even talking about, theory. Jen? If, if someone what can theory? fart. You have a fart theory? This, you know, your spouse, your best friend, that's a, the truest sign that you're most comfortable. Like, that, it's like, it's like okay. family. It's First like, okay, all, I, okay. oops, I did that. And okay. I'm actually okay with it. Oops, I did that is totally husband, different from like, do it in front of me right now. Um, and you know what? We're not going to talk about the theory is, that you have, but here's what I loved about you. Is that you were bold enough and like you were just so non-serious. You're like, it's not a big deal. I refuse to let it be a big deal. So I love that we did that. And I did in front of you and that has never stopped. And we went down. <laughs> oh, okay. I wish Vic, I had never the sound chick it. is laughing. <laughs> <laughs> but you, the whole, we went down this rabbit trail. Um, because not being talking too about serious. Not taking ourselves too serious. And I think I'm I passionate that's made for about a great that. I'm, I'm passionate about that in, in life in general. It's just like. Just be yourself and have fun. Like anything you're doing, just enjoy life and don't take it too serious. And when it is serious, when stuff, bad stuff happens, because it does in marriages, you know, at the end, after you recover, like just laugh about it. Like talk about it. Just enjoy the moment. A friend of mine once said to me, he's like, if you are going to laugh about it in five years from now, just go ahead and laugh now. That's and I thought so that's such a great thought. Like if five years from now, I'm going to be like, that was hilarious. Then you know what? I'm just going to laugh Even about the it. Hard it doesn't stuff. mean we don't take responsibility. Right. Hold off. It doesn't mean we live or like, apologize like or grown, grown adults living like teenagers. We have to be responsible. But at the end of the day, it's like, I'll never forget our son, Judah, when he was very young. He had held two balls up in the air. He had these two little, like, you know, tennis balls, bouncy balls. And they were in the middle of this restaurant in a very small town. And he just, as a five-year-old, screams, you know, he was happy that he had just won these two cute little bouncy balls. Cute little bouncy balls. And he screams at the top of his lungs, Jesus. Thank you for my balls, you know, and I I can't tell you the people who looked at me, older people, younger people, not people that take themselves way too serious and like looked at me like you're a bad dad. And my initial reaction was to kind of be like, stop, man, don't talk that way. And I just caught myself in the moment. I don't know how, by the grace of God. And I kind of put my hand on his shoulder and laughed because it was hilarious and he didn't know what he was saying. And then I said something that was probably very offensive. I was like, right. And thank you for my balls. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yo, whole truth, nothing but the truth. <laughs> it's, it's real, right? All right, now. what's the second it's thing real. we said? The second thing, what do you think is the second thing that's helped our marriage through the years? Well, we already said it. Oh, it's, it's conversation. Conversation. Conversations. Well, I, technically, I think it was sex, but I get Okay. Well, conversation should always last. precede sex. That's yes, old. Nailed that's, it. That's actually, actually right on. And can I talk about conversation first? Because I think most women would agree. Like, we just want to talk and cuddle and share sweet nothings with each other. You know, like, and it's stereotypical. You're giving I'm, me a look. I'm getting offended oh, okay. by this. But that's, that's a dude's perspective of, like, the whole, like, communication thing. Like, oh, my goodness, we have to talk. But I have learned, and I'm a dude for sure. Are you? Are you sure? Well, I'm bald. I'm 260. I got a full beard. I could throw down with the best of them, right? Um, but I have learned. Um, I love talking to you. First of all, here's what I ask the men out there. If you're in a relationship, if you're married or if you're not married, but you're in a relationship with a woman you love, um, if you love her, man, wouldn't you, don't you want to talk with her? Like, don't you want to get to know someone who you love? I love getting to know you. I think what has happened with me is when we have conversations and I've put the pressure on myself, like when we're communicating and I'm doing air quotes, communicating to fix you, to answer your problem, to solve it. I get frustrated. You definitely get frustrated. Oh, you don't want me doing that. Very. Um, and so we've kind of relieved each other of the responsibility to fix each other. So when we talk, it's just like, let's just talk. I like, I want to hear. And even, and it still is. We just had a, a argument yesterday because I was trying to fix you. You were conversating about some things you're frustrated 
And I kind of threw out all these things and you got mad. And at the end of the day, I had to own it. I was like, I'm sorry. Cause I think I was, I was giving you a conversation that you didn't need. It was me trying to fix you. And I was more just kind of expressing to my best friend, like things that were bothering me. And then you jumped in like counselor mode, therapist mode. And like, what about this? Which this, is, this? I think for women, it, it's kind of, it's our tendency sometimes yeah. is to want to, and I think for men too, I think I had a hard year last year and you were always wanting to kind of give me your tips or like, what if you said this or think this or, and I was got, I got so frustrated with you where it actually did the opposite. I shut down because you were constantly trying to fix so what makes for good communication because i do think it has made our marriage really really healthy Mm -hmm. we love to talk with each other and we don't just talk about hard things we talk about fun things we talk about vacations um what do you think has made for good communication i think that we've found we've had weeks um and months where we could go days and days because we're so busy or raising three kids where everything that we talk about is work it's about the children it's about things that are important but it's not a a conversation, an intimate conversation where you and I sit down and just like kind of reconnect. And I think there's something powerful in a marriage when you're, you can sit down or ha- take moments, take a walk, go on a date night and just kind of not talk about work and ministry and, and anything that it, it equals responsibility, but to have a, just a real good intimate conversation. Cause when we were dating, we, we did it all the time. We weren't consumed with raising kids or our careers. It was just like, oh, my God, I love you. I want to I ask you, talk to you. What do you think? Well, how do you feel? And I think we have to commit to doing that, if not every day, but you're, we're constantly engaging one another in an intimate way with conversation. And can I, and I love that. And don't turn it – maybe I'm speaking for men or I'm just speaking for myself. We have committed not to turn it into a formula. Like we need to communicate every, every day. Yeah. We're going to set a time. And I have time, friends who do o'clock. that. And you know, if it works for you, fine. Here's it has not worked for us. If you like to set up a time, a calendar appointment where we will have um our, meaningful our conversation. Daily, I'm like, yeah. we just scheduled it. Here's what we kind of live by this motto. Everything counts. Mm-hmm. If we're out walking and we have a conversation, it counts. If we just have a random conversation in the car, it counts. Like everything counts. We're just we love each other. We're talking to each other. And, I, and there are times where it's like, hey, let's sit down and talk about this specifically. And, and for me, when that doesn't happen on a consistent basis is when things get weird with us. When I feel a sense of just like, you know, drawing apart. And I think it affects me maybe more than you. I've found that I'm, I really connect throughout my week if I can just connect a little bit with you totally. on a relational level. And, and which it, brings me and to... It leads to Crazy That's good what I'm sex. saying. Exactly. The Crazy reason, good. fellas, you want to communicate and talk and your wife with will your pick significant up other on if you're just doing to... that for sex, though. You know that, right? I suppose. Um, but let's probably, just start. Yeah. Just just start somewhere. But it leads to awesome sex. Yes. It leads to... And let's talk about the sex thing real quick. Let like, me oh, about, before we we're talking the about sex. Thing, sex. Just one thing. I've, I've even talked to a couple friends who are married and said, you know, we kind of just... We don't know what else to talk about. And you know what I've done that's been so like practical is I, I literally will go to on the website and be like, you know, great questions to ask your husband or we'll just do things like that randomly for fun. The question book. The Look question at book. Amazon. It's like our com. favorite thing. It's and we'll just get one and, and just like take a walk and ask that question or we'll go on a date night and be like this one question. It sounds like you curse, but you said ask. Ask. Yes. Okay. I and thought maybe you dropped a four-letter word. And it's been such a good way word. for us to kind of re-engage because I think we get so consumed with talking about the same thing, which equals usually work in oh, raising Lord. children. I'm already bored. Right. No, I love that. And you're really good at that. You bring up really great conversations and we talk about stuff. But let's get back to the sex thing. Sex is actually really <laughs> <laughs> typical male. Um, sex is really an important part of marriage. And here's why. It's a clear indicator of intimacy in a marriage. Clear indicator. Now, you, I guess you could argue that there's sex that doesn't really 
it could just be mechanical and not as intimate, right? That'd be actually more difficult than the the opposite of that. But I have found, we have found that when we feel connected, when we've talked, and it's true for me as a man. Now, as a man, sex probably is, I'm probably ready to have sex at any given point. And as a woman, you probably would need a lot more connection. Um, and that's just the way we're wired differently as male and female. But at the end of the day, it has, sex has really been one of the things, sometimes we'll be arguing and there just is no solution to the argument. It's like, we're both wrong. We're both right. Where do we go from here? I guess we just have sex. <laughs> <laughs> hey, really and makeup sex is, is the, the best, best sex. sex. Why and is that? It's because we were angry 10 seconds ago and, and now, now we are not, not angry. We're the opposite of angry. Thing. But it is, it's really <laughs> real. And, and can I say this for women? You know, I think it's an excuse. A lot of married women, they get married and they get tired and they get like, oh, I'm too sleepy. I'm too this. And, and so, you know, every day goes to once a week to twice a month. And I would say you have to stay in the practice. If you want to get good at something, you have to just keep giving it Hold a go. Hold the phone. Yeah. You're saying they, we, you're telling the ladies out there mm-hmm. with their, their husbands, they got to practice some sex. Yeah, because as you're you welcome, do, gentlemen. you get really good at it. And I think what happens in life is we get busy and we kind of get tired. And you can't, you're right, and you can't negate the emotional, spiritual, chemical connection that that comes with that. And it's real. And it's not a one-time thing. It's, it it draws you closer together. So you have to be intentional about it, you know? And I can say, I mean, I'm, I'm, uh, I think we have a very healthy intimacy life, sex life. Um, But there's times where even I'm like, I don't feel like it, which is crazy. I never thought those words would come out of my mouth. But now 42 years of age, and we've been married for almost 22 years, there have been multiple times in the past few years where you're like, let's have sex. I'm like, I don't want to. And I literally hear myself say it like, who is this guy? (laughs) Like, you don't want to? Um, But isn't it crazy? Um, You have to kind of be like, no, we're going to be intentional. And you know, if I can just say this to all the girls who are listening, who are married and um, if you're if you're struggling in your sex life, the best thing to do is talk talk about it with a friend who's married and get some advice. And I kind of no, honestly, I kind of feel like in Christian arenas, and, and obviously we love Jesus. It's like the voodoo conversation. But the more I've been more yeah. open about just what good sex in a, in a in a marriage looks like, it has been amazing how it really helps on every level. And so that could be like a whole nother podcast. But I just want to put that out there. Well, we could call it the sex like, podcast. It's not so private that we can't talk about. Not that you're going to expose crazy stuff, but to actually, oh, if you're gosh, struggling in that area, crass. Yeah, but to reach out to someone that you admire and have a conversation, it's it's going to go a long way. Um, which brings us to the fourth point because we're coming to an end here. Oh, um, we have four. I thought we had three. Yeah, yeah. The four. fourth one was you called selflessness. Oh, you said what you think is made, and I agree. And I think one of the things that has helped us over the years, we've both had to work on, but it kind of came natural, um, was deferring to the other one. Like, not like what I want to do all the time, but like, actually, what do you want to do? And I think for me, I genuinely, and I'm grateful for this. And I think it's because I, I constantly live in a, I literally live in a state of like, why did you choose me? I can't believe this beautiful woman who's sitting before me actually said I do to me without me having to pay her millions of dollars. Um, so I'm, I'm very, very grateful I'll say it again here on the airwaves that you chose me. And so I want to kind of like, I've always been like, Hey, I honestly like what's best for you. Even if it's not what's most convenient for me, I really do. I want to defer to you. I want to be selfless. I don't want to be selfish. And I'm not, that hasn't always been the case. You know, that's true. Um, there's times where I've been a real jerk and we've gone through hard things in life. Um, but what do you think are some of the ways that you, and I'll answer as well, but you know, can be selfless and have been selfless, 
and the, and the, and the challenges with being selfless because our natural inclination is to be selfish. I don't know. I just think if you think about yourself a lot, you're going to be selfish. If you don't think about yourself a lot, you're going to be selfless. That's profound. And I, I think I've been blessed that you, from the beginning, you've been so selfless. You've always selfish, selfless, even, even the little things you've opened doors for me and you've always just preferred me over a situation. Well, a queen needs a I door remember open. one time there was a Super Bowl party and I I didn't even ask you, but you kind of didn't really care, I guess, at that point. And you just said, hey, baby, I want to take you on a date. And I remember thinking, oh my gosh, I don't know what husband on the, the night of a Super Bowl would do that. And, and not that you had to, but it was just... These small things. I know, and I love you. And it sounds so amazing. It was a terrible Super Bowl. <laughs> okay. I was very upset. But, but it's still, it but counts. But even just, the, I think practically being selfless and then on the big things. And sometimes it's just like, hold your tongue. Sometimes you want to say something so bad in, in a fight or you want to hurt the other person because they're sitting right in front of you. And just hold your tongue. It, it takes a lot of guts and selflessness to do that. I think you were incredibly selfless when my dad died about 10 years ago, 15 years ago, I went through a very, very dark, dark place and was, I was not a selfless man. I was, I mean, you could say I was evil. I just, I really hit a really, I had a crisis of faith as a young father, husband, and, um, your selflessness. You, you had so many reasons and justifications to write me off, to accuse me, um, to judge me because I was worthy to be judged. I mean, I was guilty as charged. And you were just selfless. You prayed for me. You kept believing in me. You kept speaking kind of me. It was crazy. And I'll never forget. I mean, you can honest, I can honestly say you saved our marriage, you know, those 15 years ago. And it was selflessness. And there was something inside of you. I don't know how you did it. You know, how did you do it? <laughs> I, I think that's the grace of God. And, yeah. you know, I couldn't do it without him. And I think just a year ago, you know, you did that to me. I was in a really dark place. And you, you just, you stood by me. You were on, you were on my side. And I think at the end of the day, that's what makes great marriages, mm-hmm. you know, and maybe we can talk about those, those, the hard stuff on another podcast, but I get emotional thinking about it and it, it really is selflessness is, is going to make a great marriage. And then you have kids that'll make you even more selfless, Holy but Lord, but if you can, if you can work on that in the beginning of your marriage, it, you're going to have a great marriage. It's not going to always be easy, but you're going to, you're going to do really well. And it's something you have to work on. Absolutely. No one comes into it. And, and we're, still, we're still, I mean, 22 years in. I was selfish yesterday. I can. I mean, we don't have time on the podcast. Yeah, you were. But I would said some stuff I shouldn't have said. It was just selfishness. And we all are, right? We have and, to work on. But that. I think we have to own it again. Like, hey, I'm sorry. Yeah. I shouldn't have said it. I was being. I was being an idiot. And at the end, you just selflessly forgiving in the moment. And and as as much as that seems, oh, that's so easy. It's not that easy to do in the moment. And so selflessness is a big deal in marriage. And allowing others, I think you know one of the ways of being selfless is allowing others to kind of live their dreams. Like you, you have a gift, an entrepreneurial gift. Like you're you're a businesswoman. You're also you have a mother, which I think is one of the highest, if not the highest, calls on the planet to raise children. And you're a great wife. And you like to keep a good home. But you've you've dabbled in both worlds, staying at home with the kids and then you've also started multiple businesses and, and you've let me do it like and i remember i really struggled with that you have been there was one year uh, you were making more money than me you and were I loved actually it. <laughs> okay sugar I mama you were the primary <laughs> breadwinner i was still working and Absolutely. had a good job but you were actually bringing home more money than me it did bother you for a moment it did it and if i'm honest but I, that was a real exercise for me like you know what no like yeah it would be so selfish of me to hold my wife back when she's actually so good at this. Like, why would I do that? Only for me, my own pride, the appearance, whatever it was. And I'll never regret, you know, being selfless like that and being, and I'm, it sounds like I'm complimenting myself, but I remember fighting it's with, real. fighting the, the emotion of like, 
I don't want her to do that. Like, I'm supposed to make more money. But that's not true. And that's a box. I think another thing, too, that we, you know, we've established in our household with our sons is, like, I wash dishes with you. I also wash clothes. I also will help do chores around the house. I've never once, my dad taught me this, never once thought that that was a woman's job. You do it. Thank you. But I do it too. Right. And and I've I've met a lot of men who are like, what? Like, why would you make dinner? Why would you do the dishes? Like, you're the you're the breadwinner. Well, not always. I've always had a job, and I think a man should work a job always. Um, I think it makes I think it makes me a better man to have a responsibility and a job, a job. At the same time, um, you've worked jobs, and if even if you didn't have a job outside of the house, being a mom is the hardest job I've ever heard of. I can't even 100%. imagine. And so. It's not just a given that you're going to do the clothes and you're going to fold the towels and you're going to wash the dishes. Like to me, that's just, man, that is selfish. And that's, so we've tried to live selflessly and for our sons and our daughter to like, Hey, we all pitch in. Everyone helps. And it's made things. And it's been such an incredible example to our boys and they're going to make great, great husbands because of it. You are really selfless. I love you. I love you too. This has been great. Um, thank you for everyone who's been listening to, um, Coffee Talk with Billy and Jen, and hope you'll tune in next time. Thanks for taking time today, and here's to good coffee. Hope you drink some more. Cheers, babe. The whole truth and nothing but the truth. There it is.